So Acts chapter 27, let's, let's start in verse number 9. I'm going to do a little bit of reading tonight. And when much time was spent and when selling was now dangerous because the fast was now already a pass, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the landing and of the ships, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master of the owner of the ship more than those things were spoken by Paul. And because he had, was not commonious uh, to, to winter, in that more parts advised to be departed thence also, if by any means they might, att uh, might attain to uh, Panicius and there to winter, which is in the haven of Crete, and lieth toward the southwest and northwest. And when the south winds blew softly, supposedly that they had obtained their purpose, and losing thence, they sailed close to Crete. But not long after there arose against them a tempestuous wind called Herakadon. And when the ship was caught, it could not bear up into the wind, and were we let her, let her drive. Now, see, there, there, there's a problem right there. Man, you got in problem. You, you let her drive. <laughs> you let her drive. And, and running under a, a certain island, which was called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had uh, taken up, they used helps and undergirding in the ships, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strikes sails, and so were driven. And we, we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our hands the tackling of the ship. And then when neither sun nor stars in the many days appeared and no small tempest laid on us, we all hoped that we should save was been taken away. They done lost all hope in this boat. They done lost all hope. But after long absences, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. They, they, Paul, Paul said, listen, you should have listened to me. You should have heard my voice. When I told you, you should have listened to me, but they didn't want to listen. He should have listened to me, not loose from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there, stood, uh, there shall be no loss of any man's life among you out of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God have given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it is told to me. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. We ask the Lord to touch hearts. Help us to be, Lord. Help us to apply the lessons that we need to our lives and the life we live and the storms in our life. Lord, we'll praise you for that. Empty myself and fill me with our spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Here we find this storm survivor story according to the last verse of the chapter. If you reach, look over and reach it, it said, And it came to pass, they all escaped all safe to land. Everybody ends up surviving the storm. And can I say there are some truths of this storm story that we could help you and I to survive our own personal storms tonight. 
that we go through in life. There are some things to do and there are some things not to do in the storm. There are some things they did in this story. There are some things they did not do. First, can I say in a storm, listen to me, in a storm, in a storm, don't stop hearing. You realize that what got these people in the storm tonight we read according to verse number 9 and 10 and 11. They got, these people got into the storm because they did not listen to good advice. We all can sit here tonight and blame all of our storms uh, on other things. Uh, I, I realize there are some uh, storms that are sovereign from God. And I realize there are satanic storms that come from the devil. And I know there are some storms that uh, uh, we bring into our own lives. We're self-made storms that we create in our lives. In fact, the reason why we wind up in storms is because Paul gave good advice. And Paul told them something that should have been done and they just would not listen. They said, what does Paul know? Is Paul the weatherman? And that's true, Paul ain't the weatherman. What, what, what does Paul know about the weather? Paul don't know that the weather, but Paul works for the man that knows the weather. He, Paul works for the man that created everything. Can I, I, I can tell you how many times, and I'm not doing it derogatorily, but my wife has asked me, what's the weather today? I would either say, do I look like the weatherman, or I'll say, I lost my credentials and I'm not allowed to predict weather anymore. But they, they, Paul knew what was going on. They just refused to listen to good sound advice. They're not going to listen to God. They ain't going to listen to the parents. They're not going to listen to the preaching. They're not going to listen to the Word of God. And they're, not going to, they're going to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, and how they want to hit it. You go ahead and knock yourself out if you want to do what you want to do, when you want to do it. But I'm telling you right here and now, there is a storm coming your way. If you're going to wind up in a storm, and I've watched this in my life down the road many times, people that reject the Word of God, that reject the church, Reject the word of God. I, I'm not, I'm not going to hang out with those people. I'm not going around those people. I'm not going to hang out in that place no more. I'm going to do what I want to do and nobody can tell me I can't. Listen, when somebody gives you good sound advice, that's what you need to get a hold of. You see what happened here in verse number 13. And when the south wind blew softly, Supposing they had uh, obtained their purpose. When everything was going good, they said, look, Paul didn't really know what he thought, what he's talking about. What, what does that preacher know anyway? He ain't as smart as he thinks he is. What, that, you know, what, what does mom and daddy know? They don't know. I have found out that when a kid turns 16 years old, 
You can throw all the dictionaries and all the encyclopedia away because they already know everything that needs to be known. But I'm telling you, just hang on later down your road. You'll find out you don't know as much as you think you know right now. And that can go for every one of us. You say, well, I've been down this road for many years. Hold on. You're going to learn something else down this road. The storms are going to come. Verse 14, like I said, at verse 13, they say, hey, we achieved it. Everything's calm. Everything's going our way. Paul wasn't right with that the soft winds blowing. We are good to go. Anytime you get to facing the fact or thinking the fact that everything's going good in your life, I, I've done everything I need to do, it, it looks like smooth sailing, there's always something coming. Because look at verse number 14. They thought they had it going on great and everything was going good, but verse 14 comes along. But not long after, there arose a wind, a tempestuous wind. You see, there, there's pleasure in sin for a while, for a season. And the season always runs out. And when it runs out, that storm cloud starts rolling in. And can I testify to this? Maybe you can too. I've had storms in my life. I mean some heartbreaking situations and burdensome situations. And when I look back, I could have said, I sure wished I'd have listened to those people when they was telling me not to go there, not to do that, not to be in that place. I wished I had listened to those people. Maybe I didn't think they knew as much as I did. And let me tell you what, uh, you talk to somebody that reads the Bible, studies the Bible, and lives in the Bible, you ought to just listen to them because God sometimes talks to them more than they will talk to you. I wish I had listened to those down the road. I can look back and see and I could have avoided some of the storms that I was going through because I was hard-headed and wanted to do it my way. How many can you say you've done that? How many here can say, hey, I've done it my way and I've got myself in problems and storms that came my life? Don't stop hearing in a storm. Because let me, let me say this. Don't stop hearing. Why does, why, what are you talking about? Don't stop. Don't stop hearing because God is still speaking in that storm. Yep. Always listen to him. Hearing will not, will not help you stay out of storms, but it will get you through the storms. Hearing the right advice can help survive the storm. Because look what happens. They didn't, do it. they didn't want to listen to Paul in verse 11 and 12. They, they didn't want to uh, listen to what he said. But later in the chapter, they're all hanging on his, la- his very words that he said. He, he stands up and says, I believe God. In verse 30, they had let down the boats into the, into the sea under color. And that means they're underhanded, doing it to sleight of hand. And then verse 31, Paul said the centurion says, The soldiers except these abide in the ship cannot be saved. Then, in the, then, then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. Paul tells them, eat meat. And all the way down to verse 43, they're listening to every word that Paul said. Why are they now suddenly listening? To Isn't that funny? It's at the very beginning they would not listen to a word what Paul has said they wouldn't listen to him don't want to listen to him they didn't, have, didn't want to listen to nothing what this guy said but by the end of the story Paul is de facto the ship commander 
They're listening to everything that Paul says. Paul is running the show. Listen to this. There are some people in your life that will not listen to your gospel witness and will not listen to your testimony for Jesus Christ until they wind up in a storm. But when they wind up in the storm... You know who they run to? They don't run to their drinking buddies. They're running around, buddy. They're smoking dope, buddy. They don't run to them. They know they run to somebody that knows God. They got to run to somebody that's got a direct line to Jesus. They run to somebody that's in the church. They want somebody that can get a hold of Jesus to help them out. They don't run to the centurion no more. They don't run to the master of the ship no more. They're running to Paul. Paul, I understand this, Paul. Everything you said now, I, I can understand. I can see why. And, and you must have an inline somewhere with somebody. I'm just going to sit at your feet and listen to what you say. You may work with some people. You may have people in your family or friends. They don't want to hear about your Jesus. They don't want to hear about your Bible. They don't want to hear about your church. You mark it down. When their marriage hits the rocks or their children wind up in a, in a hospital somewhere or let them go to the doctor and tell them you've got cancer, you ain't got long to live. You let a storm hit their life. You know who the first person they're running to. You've all been there. We've all been there. Oh, no, they don't call on them. They call on people that know God. Listen to God. Christians, this, this, is, this is highly important, very highly important. Listen to this. What you do, you, it's important that you do right in the storm because people are watching you. And if you ain't going to do, if you ain't got no more in your storm than they had in their storm, they're never going to run to you for advice in their storm. They want to see how you act in your storm. Uh, is your storm throwing you off? Is your storm got you upset? Uh, are you sniveling and cribbing in the corner somewhere? They want to see what you're doing. It's important for you to be what you're supposed to be in your storm because somebody is watching you. They need to see you go through your storm with what you say you got. Amen. They need to see that. You got something different than what they got, and they want to know how to get a hold of that. We find when going through a storm, you got to keep hearing. That's why church is so important. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. We come here and we come to the Word of God and we get a hold of God and we pump the Word of God into us at the church. And it gives us faith. And it helps us through our storms. I'm amazed that some people, they have issues and problems in life and they come and say, well, I need help. I, I, I need help. We've, we've seen them. I, I need help. My life has been turned upside down. I, I need a touch from the God. I need something from the Lord. And you sit down and you talk with them. You try to tell them, well, uh, let me just tell you what you need to do. You need to be at the church at the time the doors open on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You need to be here every time the doors open. You need to get in your Bible and start reading your Bible. You need to start praying.
and more, get closer to God, start walking closer to God, and you tell them this is what this is what you need to get in your life, and God will listen, God will hear you, and God will help you. And there the near next service come by, they're nowhere to be found. They've gone. They don't want to listen to sound advice because they just don't want God in their life. Well, you know how them church people are down there. I don't know why they go. Somebody said, why do you go to church so much? I said, I'd go to church every day of the week, y'all, if they let me. I would. Why do you like church so much? Because I get so much help from the church. I'm glad I got a church that uses the Word of God. I'm glad I got a church that I can come and talk to people and get help from people and people to pray. I I want people to pray for me. So don't ever stop hearing, listening in the storm that you're in. Because God is always speaking. People don't want to hear sound advice. Don't stop hoping. Don't stop hoping. If you're in a storm, don't stop hoping. Look at verse number 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest laid on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. All hope. They they didn't have hope. They said everything that's laying on it, I, I don't have any hope. Everybody on this ship has lost hope except for one guy. Everybody's dreading it. Everybody's saying, hey, we're going to die. But one guy said, hey, no, we're going to make it through the storm. He had hope. When I say hope, and I'm not talking about the hope of the world, because that's certainly not the hope that you need to be looking for. That word, I'm talking about that, that Bible hope. Uh, uh, the word hope in the Bible means an expectation of future good. In other words, I know God is going to do something. I just don't know when He's going to do it. And I'm going to sit on the edge of my seat and wait and watch what He does when He does it. God has something up His sleeve for you and I in our storms. We we have in which we have an anchor of our soul, both sure and steadfast, Even though the storm is raging around us, Paul and nobody else has got hope. Paul has got hope. There's one in the ship that said, hey, watch what he says. He said, after a long absence, he stands up. He exhorted them to be of good cheer. He said in verse 23, the angel of God stood by him. In verse 25, he said, I believe God, don't stop hoping. You may be in the biggest storm in your life tonight. And it just seems like there's no way out. God ain't coming through. But brother, hang on to hope. Hang on to it. I've told you the story about uh, Mayor Hurst, Jewish boy over in World War II in a concentration camp. He was 13 years old. Him and his family were captured by the uh, Nazis and they put him in a concentration camp, separated them all, and and he's about gone. And, And one camp, he was in camp, Austerus, and they, they took him out of there and put him in a workforce in a cave. And what he was doing, he was loading ammunition for an assault. He kept loading this, he just kept loading. And he got to the point that he said, You know, I, I just can't make it no more. 
In fact, he says, I've lost all hope. But a stranger, someone he didn't know was standing beside of him, heard him, says, I've lost all hope. He told him, look, you hold on to hope. Because they told him, they get ready to do a march, and they told him if anyone falls at the point where you fall at, they're going to pull a bullet in your head and keep going. They ain't got time to waste. They don't want to waste anything. They just said, you got to keep going. He, and Mary Hurst says, I've lost all hope. But this stranger that was beside me heard me crying out. He said, for the first time, I lost hope. I was in total despair. But the next man next to me, a complete stranger said, stranger said don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. He said, the war is virtually finished and that's it he said that made me carry on knowing he had something to look forward to that hope to look forward the war was just about over with and he hung on to that and he kept looking for that don't lose hope in your storm do you know what to help you survive a storm you've got to see beyond the storm you've got to see the outside of the storm I've got hope I ain't got the hope so hope. I ain't got a maybe so hope. I got hope in the Lord. And I believe God can not just through me, walk me through this, but I believe God can deliver me out of my storm. And he'll bring me through the other side. I keep thinking about disciples in the ship. And he cried and the master woke him up. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Then he went to sleep. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm not no super spiritual person. I have my doubts. I have my fears. But I didn't see Jesus do all the things Jesus had done with these disciples. And yet when the sea was raging and Jesus down in the uh, ship sleeping, they became fearful. They had lost all hope. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. They said, wait a minute, we're, we're going to, don't you care that we're going to perish? They lost all hope. Then they watched Jesus step out on the bow of the ship and speak to the seas, speak to the wind. Man, when Jesus tells me I'm going to go to the other side, I'm going to say, you know what? I, I know I've got to go through a storm. I know the storm's ahead of me, but I'm listening. I'm waiting for God to speak to me. My storm is coming. I'm facing difficulty. I'm facing something in my life I have never faced before. I, I can't see outside the storm. I, I can't see around me in the storm, but I'm just going to keep listening. And I can tell you what, Jesus is going to speak peace to your heart to, inside that storm. He'll bring you through that that storm and get you to the other side don't lose hope Paul told us Titus looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ the Bible said this I, I recall to my mind therefore have I hope and it's in the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion fell not. They are renewed morning and great is thy faithfulness. The Bible said, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you for reason of the hope that is in you. 
with meekness and fear. We're not a hopeless crowd around here. Can I tell you that? We're not a hopeless crowd. We're not sitting here wondering and biting our fingernails what's going to happen next. I understand this world is turned upside down. I understand that wars, rumors of wars are going on. I understand that. I work. I look at it. I'll pray about it. I'm praying for those people over there. God can intervene there and God can intervene here. But we're not sitting here and worry about it. We're sitting here pray about it and say, I've got the blessed hope. Hope gives you the the ability to roll on. Storms do come. I'm glad God always gives hope in the middle of your storm. There's hope in the Lord tonight. Can I say that? Don't ever stop hearing. Don't lose hope in a storm. Can I say this? And I started going another way with this, and I just made later on with another message. Don't stop hanging on. Look at verse 42. And the soldier's counsel was to kill the prisoners. Hey, look, the ship's going down. We're going to die anyway, so let's just go ahead and kill them. Wow. Lest any of them should swim out. They said they were afraid that some can swim out and not drown. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to the land. And the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship. So it came to pass they all escaped safe to land. Don't stop hanging on. You see, there, there are some people that are swimmers. Amen. There are people that can actually get in that water, swim like a fish. They can do the breaststroke, backstroke, flip-flop stroke, whatever you call that stroke. They can just ride on down there and keep getting it. But there's others that cannot swim. And that's what he said, hey, let the swimmers, let them go ahead and swim on. But those that cannot swim, there are some things floating around for you to grab a hold of and hold on. Hold on. Don't, don't let go. God has always got something in your storm for you. It might not look like much. It might not be another ship come sailing by to pick you up out of that water. It might not be somebody there with a, helping you out. God's always got something in that storm for you to grab a hold of and hold on to it. No matter how big it is. It could be a little piece. I thought about this. And I'm, I'm serious, like that hit me and I've got on that. It's in my mind. Don't let go of the little pieces in the storm. Don't let go. And, and, and Paul, and Paul is telling, we're telling us, hey, in the storm, God provides. Even if a broken piece is better than, and let me just say this. A little bit broken piece of the ship is better than nothing. If you can't swim, you're going to grab out for anything you can. Has anybody ever seen, uh, had a near drowning? I was at the ocean. Thought I could swim the best I could ever swim. I wasn't probably about 12 years old. Thought I, I, 
I'm the new Mark Spitz. I've got it. Until the waves took me out beyond my ability. And I couldn't touch the bottom. I had a problem. I couldn't get back. And I was going up, go down. Come up, go down. Every time I go down, I, I want to yell, but I can't because I can't breathe. And every time I come up, I try to grab a breath so I don't, get, and I, I can't yell. But somebody was standing there seeing me struggle in the water and reached over. And when I came up, he grabbed me by the head of the hair and pulled me up out of that water. And when I turned around and looked at him, I don't know who it was, but he was the best looking thing I have seen <laughs> all my life. I cling to him like what well, was no, you couldn't have pried me off of him with a crowbar. And he walked me on back to the shore, and I got down and said, thank you, sir. I was clued to him. I didn't want to let it close. Let me say, it, having anything, a small broken piece in the water, and you're getting ready to drown, and you reach out and grab a hold of it, hold on to it. God, God can send some old broken preacher down and send a word to you. You need to reach out and grab a hold of that message and apply it to your heart. Somebody, God can send a singer down here, this old broken down singer, and sing a song to you. It apply to your heart. You need to reach out and grab it. Don't let it go. Just keep hanging on to God's word. Because he has promised you, we're going to the other side. God is able. Those who are desperate, and can I say this? Those that could swim, swam, and those who grabbed a whole broken pieces went and grabbed a whole broken pieces. The Bible said they all were saved, and they all were at the same place. Amen. So those little broken pieces, you think, well, they ain't going to do me no good. Yeah, it will. Sometimes it's the broken things that get you through the storm better than any yourself. Hang on. Write them out. Why, why do I, I want to go through the storm and hang on to this? Why do I want to keep listening? Why do I want to keep having hope? Why do I want to keep uh, 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 stop hoping? Why do I want to hang on? Why, why should I there? Because in verse 28, not verse 28, chapter 28, if you read chapter 8, there were people there that needed to hear what Paul had to say. And God used Paul, remember when he was grabbing the firewood, put the firewood, and that snake reached out and lashed a hold of him, and all he went, went shook it right off. They thought, he would, hey, this boy's going to die. You don't know what just got a hold of you, you're going to die. And they watched him. And they watched him, and he didn't die. They knew it was something different about Paul. People are watching you going through your storms. If you in your storm kicking and wailing and flying, screaming out, I can't make it, I can't make it, somebody help me, throw me a lifeline, I need help, I can't do it. I, you know what? People are watching you. God, you say, well, I, I need somebody to throw a lifesaver out for me. God threw a lifesaver at pieces of the boat. It was God's here. You need something to go with? There you go. But people on the other side of your storm needs to see what you do in your storm. And they want to hear you. You know, if people see you go, if people see you go through your storm, your head held up, held it high, 
and you're praising God and you're giving God and they know what you're facing, they know what you're going through and yet you still give God the glory. Maybe when on the other side of that storm will come up to you and say, Brother, how'd you do that? How'd you, how'd you get through that? Well, I just kept listening for the word of God. I just kept listening for his voice. I kept holding on to what I had. I've got the word of God in my heart, and I just reached out and kept holding on. And then God sent something to me. He sent me a scripture. I got a hold of it, and I hold on to it. He sent something along. He sent somebody along my way and just gave me an encouraging word, and I just grabbed that and hold on to it, and I kept hanging on and hanging on. That's how you get through it. That's what caused other people to come to the house of God. That's what caused other people to get saved. And can I remind you, our business as a church is seeing people get saved. Amen. I, I, I love to see the baptism water get stirred up again. I love to see people shout and sing and just go have praise and glory of God. But if you're, if you're acting like a fool in a storm, your witness for them is gone. Amen. Now I understand this. Don't get me wrong. I understand some storms are harder to handle than others. I've handled them. I've gone through them. But I still trust God. I didn't, I didn't give up on God. I didn't, it didn't kick me out of church. It didn't run me away from church. It didn't get me stopped believing. It didn't get me stopped reading. I kept a little closer to God. And people want to know, how do you do that? How do you do that? It's God. It's not me. It came through to give him the glory. Not me the glory. Not you the glory. It came through to give him the glory. Look where God has brought you from. Look what he's brought you through. Praise God, look where he's taking you to. I'm I'm telling you. I I might have to grab a hold of broken pieces there down here every now and then, some little scripture, and I go to a revival, and uh, the revivalists, I throw a word out there that really stirs my heart, and and I grab a hold on it, and it carries me on for a little ways, and then somewhere along, somebody else uh, says something, or a song comes to my heart, and I grab a hold of it, and it carries me a little way more, but I'm not giving up on God. I'm going to hold on with everything I can. Are you holding on? Are you listening for the word of God? Are you letting the storm blind you? Mm. I, (laughs) I have seen so many people that when they got into a storm, and it wasn't a big storm in life, but they came so blind in the storm, it was a devastating storm for their life. It tore them up. Got them out of church, got them out of the will of God. In fact, now they they don't want nothing to do with God because they blame God for the storm that came their way. Like I said, some come from God, some come from the devil, some of them come from you. Some of them, you ought to go home tonight and look at the mirror. You better not bring a storm in my life. I'll give you that. Amen. But we do. Why? Because we don't listen to sound advice. From somebody that knows. I, I, I'd like to hear them old people that's been through the storms and they know what it was like to go through the storms. Tell me about it because I, I don't want to go through those things. But you're going to have to go through some storms. I told you this morning, that's the way God teaches you. God gives a class on storms. Tears through the veil, God's going to give them to you. Storm of life. 